When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey guys, I'm Lydia. Hi, I'm Jesse. And I'm Adam. Let's talk Hoya. Everyone, we have some Hoya news today. Las noticias. So, Stemma once again has come out with another volume. Woo! Clap, 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 clap. <laughs> the bells are my puppy ringing to go outside. So sorry. <laughs> Oh, it's I didn't not even hear Santa, that. Unless it's December, then it could be Santa. <laughs> which, which, in four months, we will be listening to Christmas music. Okay? Remember at the beginning, there I was like, let's not date the okay. episodes. Oh. Yeah. Christmas <laughs> <laughs> to date the exact week we're recording. No, it's fine. It's fine. Well, four months is November. Some people don't listen to Christmas music until like December. So Look, so I'm going to say something brave yet controversial November 1st. Christmas music. Yeah, I mean, the radios start playing Christmas music in October, so I feel like once the radios are playing it, fair game. Oh, man. Christmas in October. No. Anyway. You guys know why. Um, what were we talking about? The noise. Oh, yeah, Stemma? news. Stemma. Stemma's come out with volume five, and it would be part two, volume five, edition two yeah so the second one for this for the year, year of 2023 yeah has came out and i feel like that one was a fun one because there was someone who contributed some of their findings on hand pollination and he even did some live discussions through stemma so yeah, did you wake up early enough to watch it see i really wanted to go <laughs> yeah but it, it was started so at five in the morning because he's in the philippines isn't he yeah so they had to try to accommodate him so it started at like eight his 8 p.m. his time. Yeah, so everybody was, you know, having On to accommodate her. Yeah. I just feel like if you really wanted to pollinate, you would have made the effort, Lydia. Disappointed. Um, <laughs> just kidding. But yeah. I just, I'm looking out for that future Hoya, Lydia, Jesse, Adams, Sony Eye. <laughs> so, that was a good one. <laughs> And um, so Fraser Cook is also a botanist that we've talked about a few times. And his work is primarily in conservation. And I saw recently that there was a YouTube video posted by him, part one and part two of um, the 
Tengamis Hoya Hunters. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, so he has three videos out now. Yeah. The first one was kind of um, just like a, a Borneo. General. Yeah, general. Mm-hmm. And then the part one and part two of like the actual, because he, he, he went with the hunters to yeah. like out in the wild to find and see their stock and all that stuff. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, it's really fun to see that behind the scenes mm-hmm. and to understand more of like our impact in the whole scheme of things. Yeah. Cause it's really wild. I mean, you just think like for us, I mean, even when I was first collecting plants, I just thought, oh, it's a plant. There's plants everywhere. You, you don't really think about the bigger impact mm-hmm. ecologically habitats and, you know, and and sorry, this I feel like we're giving a little spoiler alert. Well, mm-hmm. you didn't watch the second one yet. You have it queued up. Of what? But his video. Oh, Because he yeah, talked yeah. about how, um, so like, when plants started selling for a high price, mm-hmm. like, one plant was selling for $200, which mm-hmm. was a month wages in that neck of the woods. Yeah. So someone willing to spend that, it's really kind of it, the ripple effects through all the different economies like are really felt. Yeah, because wow. for us, two hundred dollars. I mean, that's not going to even get you a week's worth of groceries. But in that country, it's a huge difference. I remember when I was first importing Hoya, I just got curious and thought like, oh, I wonder how far like this dollar stretches that I send to this nursery. And just seeing me ordering just a thousand dollars worth of Hoya is taking care of them for half the year you know like in a way so it's just it's just wild but then there was also some talk about how some governments are like trying to restrict that because Mm. if someone earns that much like what's it going to do to the rest of the people it's going to further divide the Mm, the classes the class yeah Yeah. so it's just it's a wild thing to think about but very good videos yeah but definitely something that's been on my mind more especially because jesse and i um, Listen to a new podcast that came out by Summer Rain Oaks called Bad Seeds. And I didn't mm. really know what to expect, but that also has like a ecological conservation aspect kind of tied to it too. Yeah. So and that awareness was really over how like yeah. our like hobbies, our little interests really are a lot more impactful on people in the world in general. It was a really yeah. good podcast. And a, mm-hmm. a lot of people, when I posted it, were like, oh, I'm going to check it out. So yeah. I hope people give it a listen yeah Fraser is the one who uh told me my hoya species of lampung that i bought as lampung mm-hmm. he was like hey my man that's a verticillata but they didn't want to call it that because people they thought it wouldn't be as desired and his instagram photo actually is in front of the tree where that plant was pulled from which is kind of wild to think about wow you know that like big veiny like it's in the bedroom you can't mm-hmm. see it but no i can see through walls i can see it yeah but last thing not like a publication or anything but i thought it was just something cool there's a artist named unique nugroho i don't know if i said her name right but um she did a series on the hoyas of indonesia and she painted um some hoya that are endemic to indonesia and her whole series won a gold medal at the rhs botanical art and photography show this year so i thought that was so cool yeah i mean it's truly I can't, like the the work that she does is insane. Yeah, if you guys want to just take a look at some of this work that she's done, her handle on Instagram is at Ainikiki, 
It's I N I K E K E. And her, so that's like a lot of her art, but the mm-hmm. ones that are just plants in her own collection is um, her Instagram there is plant and paints. So plant the letter N and then paints. Gorgeous. I just thought it was so fun, like our beloved little Hoya being showcased to the world and winning an award, you know? Yeah, I wonder wonder who's going to see it and be like, oh, I like that. I want to buy some and then become a Hoya head through that little exposure they got. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful artwork. Oh, is that a vestigia? It's just amazing. I mean, there's like balloons and flowers, foliage. I mean, there's just so much stuff that she does and it's. Like truly amazing, amazing work. Hyper realistic. It's insane. Yeah. So, so yeah. So just wanted to share that with you all. That was the end of Hoya News. Las noticias. (laughs) (laughs) So today's episode is just going to be on talking about like different botanists but also places that we find research and also just people that aren't botanists but are collectors like you and I and they kind of dove a little bit deeper into finding out more about Hoya information and I feel like just doing this podcast like we learn so much more about like where to find information and things like that and I know sometimes you know people after they listen to our episode or read a show note, they're like, hey, where do you find this? Or where do you find that? So I think it's kind of fun to just share for anybody who's interested on finding out more information or looking for more people to follow that put out good information out there. So Lydia is trying to, to kind of get us out of a job. She's, <laughs> she's telling everyone our secrets so I you don't know. have to listen to this podcast anymore. Just kidding. <laughs> so I thought it'd be fun to just start with some of our beloved botanists that are like out in the field, out in different countries, like doing the work. And I feel like now I've become more familiar with them just because I see their name so much. But I'm sure to a lot of listeners, like they're not super familiar with, you know, some people who are currently out in the field doing like the work and things like that. So I thought it'd just be fun to talk about some of them. Yeah. Our Mikkel. Our most beloved. Did you, he actually on <laughs> his. Our or Lydia's? <laughs> I just, I feel like her eyes, her eyes light up a little bit there. I just really respect what he's doing. But on his. Mikkel prof- Rada, that is. She's like, yes. but if you Mikkel ever want to explore. <laughs> but. He, so technically under his profile, he is Dr. Dr. Mikel Rada, which doctor, doctor. he has a Hoya named after him, which is Hoya Mikel. I didn't know that. Yeah. The funny thing is, even when I was first collecting, a lot of us thought it was Michelle, mm-hmm. but it's Mikel. That's because, his Hoya. Yeah. I have a splashy one. I should give it to you, see if you could grow it, because it's never grown for me. You should. Well, I I grow like one little leaf. Yeah. But I don't know if it doesn't grow. Dr. Mikel Rada is in a lot of the publications that we've even talked about recently, even last year, some of the publications that we chatted about. Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like he was on 
every one, one of our like episodes. 75% <laughs> of them. But um, he doesn't only do research on Hoya. He does a lot of res- research on Apostanesiae, the subfamilies, and a lot of other flora that I don't know how to pronounce. So I will not say it, but... That is also on there. But he has 189 publications and is cited 1,061 times. Wow, that's a lot of work there. Yeah. So you saw that on ResearchGate where it tells you how many publications he has. Mm -hmm. And cited just means if someone comes out with another publication and maybe a Hoya is similar. We see that in a lot in the publications. It's like it's similar to this one, but it's not this one. So anytime they reference. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. So he's been cited so many times. But right now he is a senior researcher. Um, He's a senior researcher at the Singapore Botanic Gardens. And part of his research, so he has a few research categories, but one of the ones that he's currently researching in is genus in New Guinea. So that makes me believe we're about to get some more publications on Hoya New Guinea. Oh. Mm. Maybe some of those PNG Ascension numbers are going to actually have a name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, never know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, never know. Because that's what PNG means, Papua New Guinea, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just, maybe my mini Wayeti I will be called something else, like yeah. Hoya Shrimp. Yeah, never know. <laughs> yeah, never know. So that's super exciting, and I always look forward to seeing if there's any new works that he comes out with but um if you guys are also into purchasing like hoya books or anything like that him and anthony lamb made the Uh, hoya book that we've talked about about the hoyas from borneo so anthony lamb has has he made other hoya books too or is that the only one the hoya from borneo oh that's a great question and he's not he's not one that i'm super familiar with so i don't know 100 percent Mm-hmm. That book is sh- that book shot up in price. Yeah, because when I bought it, it was only like fifty dollars with shipping everything international. Now it's just like the base price is eighty dollars. Yeah, oh my goodness, heads. I should have bought it way back when. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I was like, eh, I'm not really that into Hoya. That's why mine all torn up, busted, crusted. Look at you now. Look at me now. Back to 2019. Let me go buy it. I was in my time machine in case you didn't catch that. Oh, wow. I I love that you created the time machine for us to be a part of. (laughs) (laughs) So that's Mikel Rada um, just doing lots out there. And Mikel, I feel like, also does a lot of work with Nathalie Simonson, who is also a botanist. And we talked about her because she was one that was that um, Toriel... Nihus took under her wing oh, when yes. she was just a you know just a teenager and that really kind of cultivated more of her love for Hoya. So Nathalie is also out there. She and, is um sorry, she's the mm-hmm. one that in our episode where we talked about Toriel mm-hmm. where she they camped out on Toriel's floor waiting for the Paradisiae to open yeah. its blooms. Yeah. Because Nathalie's specialty area is Papua, Papua New Guinea. So mm-hmm. That means, I'm just speculating, but that means that Mikkel and Nathalie, they're going to they're gonna be doing something. They've already done, Exciting. they've already published things together. Yeah, they before. did. They do have a um, couple publications out already on New Guinea and yeah. Papuasia. I just want, like, see, this is a thing. Mm-hmm. And maybe I should just shoot my shot. 
but like someone want to document the whole, you know, finding it. I would love to document like the uh, finding of the Hoya to the more other side of it, of like writing the publications and, and doing all of the fact checking, you know, like wouldn't that be a fun TV show to watch? I'd watch it. I would watch it, but I think it'd be cool. I think I really it do would. think it'd be cool to like because to like fully the whole understand process the process until it's published, just to see the extent of like what goes into it. Especially when they're trying to find Hoya in certain locale with the Hoya specific locations, like you know, they're finding him in situ, or are they finding cultivar cultivated specimens that they're like well this was here i don't know yeah. it'd be cool to I, understand. I want footage of them like climbing the tree and like sweating bullets because you know it's hot and humid and, and then they get the little cutting and then they're like tagging it bagging it tag it and bag it Vomitos. but i think the cool thing about nathalie mm-hmm. is just how much hoyas have or plants in general have affected her life so deeply because, you know, when she met Toriel when she was like 15 and Toriel took her under her wing and even was the place that kept a lot of Nathalie's collection from Papua because that's her specialty area. Mm -hmm. But also one of the guides in Papua that she met is the person that she married and now they go out in the forests of Papua New Guinea together looking for Hoya. And, you know, she's a botanist, a researcher, a Hoya lover. So it's just like, just how much like of impact, I'm sure it feels like plants have on her life, you know? And just a complete 180, you know? Just yeah. Like, going down this just, path. Which is just crazy to me. Um, but the last botanist I wanted to mention that I feel like I see a lot is Suri Rahayu. And Sri Rahayu and Fraser Cook, we had mentioned one time that they had done um, like a, a video together in Bogar, Indonesia, which I don't think that stream link is available even yet. So we haven't like provided, like I haven't seen it either. So um, I'm interested to see like what that's about. But Dr. Sri Rahayu is from Indonesia and she is a botanical researcher at the Indonesian Institute of Sciences and she has a lot of different research areas but one of them is in the cultivation of Hoya Um, so she also is a part of different research articles that have to do with the genus Hoya. Yeah I only recognize her name because of all of the publication stuff that we talk about. Yeah. Sri Rahayu. Now I recognize her face because I see uh, Fraser mention her here and there. And, and now I see her on like different Facebook posts. And so now I recognize her face. But beforehand, I feel like I didn't even know that Sri Rahayu was was a female. I thought maybe it was a male botanist. Like I didn't I didn't know mm-hmm. what to even think. So I think it's awesome. I really want that. Um, that. That stream. Yes. I, I know. See it. I know. And I thought because I feel like it was like a month ago. I thought, oh, that was a while ago that we mentioned that and we never posted a link. And I went back to the post and I think someone else was thinking the same thing because they asked Fraser, oh, do you have the recording available yet? And he said that it wasn't available. And that was just, I want to say like three weeks ago. So 
I think they're just working on it. So he, hopefully, but okay. he said it should be available. Like that's what he was oh, saying. Nice. Yeah. So once it becomes available, we will share it with everybody. But those are the three I feel like I've just seen a lot. And this is not like a comprehensive ex- list. Yeah, not a comprehensive no. list by all means. I mean, there's publications out there that these three part botanists were not a part of. There's so many other researchers and botanists out there, but these are just the three that I I feel like just I personally see a lot. Yeah, I mean, I feel like all the all the recent publications that we've read through since starting this podcast and in doing our research with publications have had one of their names attached to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't think of others Re- yeah. in the recent. Yeah. I, and I know there's consuming. so many more, but um, I feel like their names are just always repeat people that are, that are ones that I see. Honestly, if I met any of them, I would literally die. <laughs> so, I if don't you, even know if I would recognize their faces. Yeah, oh. I wouldn't. I'm so bad with faces. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, get out of my way. I recognize Dr. Mikkel Rada anywhere. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you would. <laughs> but apparently, Sri Rahayu, Dr. Sri Rahayu, is not very tall because when she stands next to Fraser, she's like half his height. Yeah, I wonder how tall Fraser is. I feel like he's pretty tall. Yeah, like my height, probably. I think like six foot. I feel like like that's my inkling, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so those are some of the current botanists. Um, but moving on, I just wanted to talk about like places that are currently publishing some Hoya works. And I feel like this will kind of be a repeat of some of the things that we've talked about in the past because they're ones that we talk about all the time. Um, but this will be a good place to make it a one-stop shop. Like if you're interested in reading any of these things, these are places that are still recently publishing things and you can find new information in the future too. And when you say, when you say publishing things are kind of, they're, they're not like publishing like in the way that a Hoya publication is, but they're publishing like a Hoya information or yeah, not like something, picking a topic and talking about it Yeah, not, and could publish cultivars or whatever. Cause they have to be in like some sort of, you know, documentation. Yeah. But it is, it is different from like a, scientific I don't I don't know like in words how to express that they're like slightly mm-hmm. different this is more like I feel like when I think of like the Hoya Telegraph or Stemma those are more almost like newsletter type publications in a way educational newsletter yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but when we talk about articles by like Mikkel Rada, Sri Rahayu, Nathalie Simonson those to me more of are like scientific research journals not that the other ones aren't because they do plenty of research but these are just from a much more like scientific like a specific standpoint that has to meet specific rules to be able to be published as a scientific article Mm -hmm. that's peer-reviewed and you know etc etc so we've been subscribed to the Swedish Hoya Society. Yeah, for a well, year now. For a year, yeah. yeah. Um, which we need to re-up that. We just talked about that. <laughs> but that's a quarterly newsletter mm-hmm. that is accessible to everyone. They mail us the booklet. It's not in English, but then they also send us a PDF that we translate. So Yeah, um, it is in Swedish, but Lydia and I were just talking about how much we like sitting there and watching the pictures. I mean, looking at the pictures that they um, include in the booklet, and it's just so pretty. 
because yeah. the PDF doesn't have the pictures, but if you put them side by side, you know, and yeah. it's nice. I, it's nice getting like physical mail, you know. I don't know if that like dates us, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I want to go back to every episode where Lydia's like, I hate mail. I never check the mail, and it's like it's nice getting no, physical I mail. No, I like specific mail. You know what mail I hate more than anything that I wish I couldn't subscribe to is like the weekly like grocery coupons like yeah like the like the newspaper type of stuff oh i hate that i hate them so much <laughs> um one thing i really do like about the swedish Hoy society is that it is like it's international mm-hmm. they you know um doug chamberlain from vermont hoyas has had stuff in there miro uh had an article in there rachel, Cl- rachel Conroy Conroy. was also mm-hmm. in it so they really just encapsulate the Hoya community. Even though it's a Swedish Hoya society, they really, um, it reaches far out. Mm-hmm. And they have so much history because they say that Sweden was one of the first bigger Hoya collectives. And Sweden is, you know, even before Hoyas got huge in the States, I mean, there people were already, there's like a specific word for people who grow Hoya like this now, like in our homes. Um, condensed growing or oh there was a word for it but specifically for people who in a small space are collecting a bunch of plants Mm -hmm. and that is something that people in sweden have been doing (laughs) people in sweden have been doing for decades now yeah and so i think it's cool that there's that history behind it but um definitely you know if that's something that you're interested in you can subscribe we'll link a link for that but um they also have a facebook group Mm-hmm. And, and an Instagram. Mm-hmm. And an Instagram. And I think it's fun. You know, they have specific topics that they talk about. Um, they usually do like a summary on a species and they take input from the community. Like if you want to share a picture or something. Um, so it's a fun little, you know, quarterly newsletter type thing to yeah. receive. So. So many beautiful photographs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. So. The physical mail is a necessity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hola, Hoya friends. So we launched our Patreon, a.k.a. Peduncle Pals. It's been a joy connecting more with all of you, chatting in our Facebook group, and sharing more behind the scenes through our exclusive Patreon episodes every month. We're blown away by your support, and we're so grateful for every one of you that is joining us on this club. You can subscribe through our Patreon link through our Instagram bio, episode descriptions, or show notes. See you there. Looking to elevate your gardening game this season? Well, look no further than Coast of Maine, your go-to source for premium organic soils for over 28 years. Organic approved and sourced from oceans and farms, their full range of garden and lawn products are designed to restore roots to the natural world. So picture this. You're struggling with lackluster soil, just like I did last year, and your garden plans just aren't thriving. And that was until we discovered Coast of Maine. Their products infused my soil with the healthy microbes and nutrients it was craving, resulting in vibrant outdoor plants that practically thanked me for the upgrade. Omri listed and crafted from natural ingredients like lobster shells and fish bones, their products not only nourish your plants, but also your peace of mind. Are you ready to take your garden to the next level? Coast of Maine believes in nurturing relationships with local retailers. That's why their products are carried by local retail partners who provide advice and insight, not just found in big box stores. And Coast of Maine knows from beginning to expert, 
anyone who takes a hand in the land has something to offer the growing community of gardeners everywhere. Their products make organic gardening simple and approachable for everyone. Let's get growing together. Visit coastofmaine.com today. That's coastofmaine with an e dot com. But much like the Swedish Hoya Society, Stemma was a journal that was uh, had started maybe I think it was early aughts, like two thousand. Yeah, it was maybe a little before that. And then stopped for a while and now just restarted. We've talked about them quite a bit, but it's the same mm-hmm. kind of concept where it's a quarterly, I believe that's their goal is quarterly newsletter, mm-hmm. educational newsletter. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, like a little bit of Christmas every quarter yeah. because you get, you get Stemma and you get the Hoya Telegraph around the same time. Yeah. So it's like nice to, to kind of have that to read. And now that we had our episode with Rachel Clark Conroy, mm-hmm. um, we know that that also probably has been like, is peer review like the information in there is not oh, just absolutely. they don't take it lightly mm-hmm. you know everything's checked double checked triple checked and um there's some great articles in there yeah and it's you know like rachel said something that was started by mark randall and um is now a collaborative collaborative effort of a lot of different hoya lovers in the community who are really knowledgeable and just wanting to share, yeah. you know, more information with everybody. So I think that's a really, really good one too to read. Sorry, I'm being interrupted, but that's part of the live that was going to happen, huh? The diary of the pollinator. Oh, that was him. Okay. He. They were able to. They were able to get him um, live in person, and they did a. I don't know if it was a video, but it was a discussion. They did some kind of a discussion yeah. board on Facebook. Sorry, okay. I just popped and I was like, oh. anyway. Cool. Yeah, and same. Like the pictures in Stemma are beautiful, and wow. Stemma's Stemma's accessible for free, so yeah. that's not behind mm-hmm. a paywall. So the Facebook group um, that has there is a website that hosts the new and the old Stemma journals. So but everything is electronic. There's not a physical copy. Mm-hmm. So, but very accessible. Very accessible. Yes. The other. One that I feel like we've talked about a lot, and we've always referred to him as Padamate, but I think we've come to the realization that we are saying his name incorrectly, and I think it's Patamate. 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 Mm-hmm. So just to just to clarify, honestly. We're going to reach out and, yeah. and just ask him because I'm sure we'll talk about him more and I'd rather say his name correctly. So yeah. um, just for the record, just to say it on there, but um, you can find him on Facebook under a study, a Hoya study corner by SC Plants. And we've talked about it before. He has made Hoya cards and each of them are specific species cultivar that he decides to highlight and has like, it's like such a nice way to look at it. It's just on a card. You see a picture of the Hoya, the blooms, all the of the characteristics. Of the yeah. Where it's endemic to, how to say, he puts in pronunciation. He should do one with so his nice. name on it. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I'm done. 
but yeah. I, I'm so glad that I ordered those cards. I was like really holding out, but I'm really glad I have them. Yeah, yeah me too. It's amazing. I didn't know if it was like a one and done situation, but after I had ordered the first ones, he had came out with a diagram. Then he came out with another set of cards. And so I think it's great, you know, and he's just doing, I feel like a lot of this work independently. And so this is just a cool, tangible way to yeah. be able to, you know, support him. It does take a couple months for it to ship from thailand to here because i mean customs and anything moving to the states takes forever but it's totally worth it yeah totally but worth i it. i do want to say for u.s buyers and like listeners it all has this very like not scammy but like <laughs> to me every time we sign up for one of these things like the swedish hoya and the Padamante, i'm like just messaging someone on Facebook or just emailing someone and then randomly PayPaling someone. <laughs> but like, that's normal because like we're, we're connecting with people outside of yeah. our country, but just in case that like, you're like, is this even real? No, it is like, I, cause I went through that when I signed up, I was like, what is this random that's person I'm PayPaling? Point though, <laughs> that is. And like, you know, we vouch for these people and we know they're safe because we've, given our money to them and received a product but definitely you know don't throw caution to the wind because did i actually say that right i did yeah wow. you did. i am american <laughs> also don't throw uh loved one's ashes into the wind yeah no they'll hit you right back in the face anyway <laughs> continue don't throw caution to the wind because Anybody else, especially like overseas sellers, things like that, asking for a Western Union PayPal, you can get scammed. So please be careful. Very yeah. easily. Yeah. yeah. Even even domestic sellers. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. When there's money to be made, people <laughs> mm-hmm. will try to get it. So yeah. Just a just a little, but yes. And honestly, even the Facebook group, I feel like, is a great one to follow because he put he makes like great diagrams that we've even shared. So mm-hmm. yeah. So fa- the mm-hmm. Facebook. You said what that name was. Mm-hmm. A Hoya Study Corner by SC Plants. And then his Instagram is at Scream Chorus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Okay. So what about those resources that used to be a thing? Yeah. And are no longer a thing. I.E. Christine Burton, R.I.P. Uh, P.S. The Hoyan. I have honestly never read P.S. The Hoyan. I did when we started this podcast. Mm. Oh, yeah. You and read all of it. It's gone. Ah. You can't find it anymore unless I'm just not looking in the right spot. But I think either like the website, Mm. you know, um, expired and no one was there to renew it. But yes, that was Christine Burton's uh, blog, should I say? Uh, I don't know. But what I have read is Fraterna. Okay. Well, it's about you. So what? (laughs) (laughs) Fraterna. But Fraterna is available for people yes. to read. So, um, and it was a physic. It was like a physical. They mailed it out. Yeah, they and and honestly, typeset. like, what was it? Was it like ninety nine cents to get like a physical copy or something? Yeah. It says it on there, so we'll we'll link where you can find it. But the cool thing is, um, the Biodiversity Heritage Library actually archived these. Mm-hmm. I don't know when it was. In the 2000s, maybe, yeah. or something like that. And so you can see, like, they're they're scanned in. 
But because they were, you know, physical copies, like in the corner, it says like 99 cents for your copy, you know, which yeah. I think is fun. But I love, I've loved seeing like how things used to be, you know? Yeah. Because people wrote in. I mean, we've talked about this in yeah. the podcast before, but people had to like write in questions and they had like a Q&A section at the end of the, the you know, each um, issue. So it was wild. So that's a good one. If you want to go back and read some articles, um, it was something that was published by Dale Kloppenberg, but as a, as a community effort, a collaborative, collaborative effort with a lot of different like editors and board members. So I, I think wonder, it's fun to I go back. I they got the name. Yeah. That's a good question. Yeah. Okay. So let's move on to like where we find Hoya information mm-hmm. ourselves. Now I'm, I'm going to talk about myself personally. I always hit a couple spots. I always check out my Hoyas. Oh. Oh. Which is Christine Carlson. Is that her website? She's from the Swedish Hoya Society. Um, and it's, it's easy to find. Like if you know of a specific Hoya and you just want to see photos of it or it's blooms or maybe a little bit of care information. It's separated out alphabetically. Mm. And so I go to hers. I go to Vermont Hoyas because, you know, Doug Chamberlain, same thing, separated out by alphabet. Do you want to say something? What about, yeah, keep on going. Uh, I was just nodding. um, But those are usually what I hit or if I'm like curious about finding out about a certain Hoya or if someone's like, hey, I have all these Hoyas up for trade. Would you want any? I then Google them. But oh. I love, I love Doug because he really does. Like he really tells you the whole history, things he's tried. Sometimes he makes a YouTube video about them. Yeah, he's the man. What about you, Jesse? Yeah, personally, I'm always up at Vermont Hoyas. <laughs> yeah, I'm all I'm all up in Vermont Hoyas. Yep, that's that's like my go-to place to look up Hoyas and pictures of them and like you said, like all the information and tips um and then mostly just google and like i click i click on every link and if something comes up a lot like in the references that's what i try to find to look up but good old google.com nice and vermont hoyas nice nice hoya pictures i always look up on instagram I don't know why, but I use that Instagram search, like a Google and, like, images filter. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like if I'm trying to remember like a bloom or a foliage, I always look on Instagram for some reason. Mm-hmm. And I just like how it's just, you look it up and then if you go under the tag, it just shows you just boom, a full page of photos. Like I love that. Yeah. So that's where I usually look for my pictures, but I personally like to see if there's any like scientific articles out or something like that when I'm looking up my Hoya information. So I'm one to like the two places that I primarily primarily look is ResearchGate. And in ResearchGate, I'll usually Google the Hoya name or I'll put in Mikhail Rada or <laughs> Srey Rahayu or Natalie Simonson or one of the botanists that I know just to see like, hi, huh, I wonder if, you know, any of them have published this. Um, and then usually I'll move on to Q, which is K-E-W, and I'll put in Hoya information 
that I'm like looking for. And usually if it's a published species, then it'll have all the information on there. And I love Q because it has like a little map of where it's endemic to and other articles that have, you know, sourced that specific plant. So that's usually where I look. And if I really don't find anything, I'll just put in the Hoya name, all the researchers' names and press enter and hope that Google finds me something. Yeah. (laughs) And that, I mean, that is a really good way to like, get the really scientific information about the plant. Yeah. Um, and sometimes like if you just want to figure out how to grow it or like if it's a tricky one, mm-hmm. sometimes it's better to go to those like personal blogs to just yeah. see, see their experience. Yeah. I think it just really depends on what you're looking for. If you're mm-hmm. looking for like experiential type of information, like Doug Chamberlain and my Hoyas are absolutely great. But if you're like, I really want the nitty gritty scientific stuff than like ResearchGate and Q and looking up like botanist names is a great way to do it. And those publications also can help you figure out like, mm-hmm. okay, well, what, what environment does this Hoya like? Mm-hmm. So. I can't, I can't do the Instagram search bar thing. Cause then I just like endlessly add to my wish list <laughs> <laughs> and spam you guys with pictures of plants. Oh my God. <laughs> like this one and this one. Yeah. And then you guys are like, okay. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but speaking of like, you know, it, it is fun to see people who are super into Hoya and then finding them on like Instagram or YouTube or Facebook and getting to like follow them and learn from them just as like a fellow hobbyist. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are some people that you guys like have seen or like to follow or? Well, my boy is Miro from mm. Basie Plants. I um, recently have gone down a rabbit hole just watching those yeah. videos. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, Lydia, you've got to watch him. He knows his stuff. Uh, I really like Miro. He's from, I think, Serbia. He's in Serbia. Uh, and he he just, he's a nerd, you know, like all of us. So he dives in. And I really like his YouTube videos. So that's, I mean... I consume his content. Yeah, they're really good. They're, they're you know, relatable because mm-hmm. he's also a fellow hobbyist and collector. But then also, like, you, you can tell he's at the point where he's, like, interested in more of the information. And mm-hmm. so he will mention something that he's learned, you know, through someone else that's knowledgeable in the community or through, like, a research article. So I think those tidbits mixed in with him just sharing, you know, his collection is really fun. Yeah, and he wants... he's He's... He is like us, or he wants to know like literally everything about a specific plant. Mm-hmm. Well, like he'll he'll just go down those rabbit holes. So, yeah, I really like his his content. Um, yeah, I don't know who else I watch. Who else do you watch? Um, really, the only one that I'm always kind of keeping up with on Instagram is Sarisa and Facebook. Um, because she does a lot of pollination and like tell us your secrets and imports and stuff so i really just like watching that and seeing like what's going to be in the market um she does take a lot of beautiful pictures and videos and um, sometimes shares information and also seems like a person who's out there to gain knowledge um but like i said i think she mainly imports and hybridizes uh but I think she's really into the hobby. Where is she located again? Thailand. 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 Okay. Mm-hmm. Would you yeah. like to? I would like to go to Thailand. 
Oh, I would love to go to Thailand. Yeah. There's so many like places that I would want to go to, even if it's not in the wild. Just there's a lot of nurseries there, yeah. so that that would be really fun to go see. Yeah, I don't know if we would do well in the wild, yeah. but, but maybe who knows? <laughs> just in case, Plan B. <laughs> yeah, you two would go and not even like go into the wild. I would go and go into the wild with my machete. I remember Rick recently went to I think Thailand and they he was like in a boat just going through these like little tiny canals between all these nurseries. I was like. This looks like heaven. Yeah, oh. I. Oh, sorry. I was oh, go, go, say. Go. And Cerise is also the one that sometimes posts a lot of critters too. She's oh, a, she I'm, exports those. Yeah, I'm a critter girl in the mm-hmm. sense of like I like looking at them. I don't own like buggies and wormies, but I do like seeing them. So that is, if the, you like that, that's the thing that made me realize about like Bor- like one time I can't remember. I think it was a few years ago. She went to Borneo and she made an album. Where she posted it, and it would be like, Hoya, Hoya, bug, Hoya, bug. <laughs> See, the only no, critter. They're huge. I feel like the only critter I'd be okay with is isopods, because they're kind of cute. And the rubber ducky isopod just has my heart. <gasps> okay, speaking what is an isopod? Like the little pill bugs, the roly polies is what we call oh, them. Okay. Let me tell you, there was somebody on Instagram, I can't remember who it was, but they posted this beetle. Oh, maybe it was Rose. Okay. I think it was Rose posted this beetle and I'm not a bug person. Like it took me what? Two hours try to kill a scorpion. I still didn't kill it. Yeah. You did not kill it. So that was a- I'm not a bug person. You spent the two hours screaming in Adam's ear about killing it. She did. I tried. I got a full recap. I was like, go put some shoes on and she put on like her Alaska hiking boots. I was like, all right. Well, better to be protected. Anyway. But this beetle. it's a specific type of beetle. Okay, we're gonna have to post this because they're adorable. They're like shiny, they're like shiny little gems. And there's like different shapes and patterns. And they're so cute. <laughs> so 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 cute. Like you're you're really saying that you would want a beetle. I don't I don't want the beetle, but if I'm gonna look at a picture of a beetle, that's the beetle I would want to see a picture I'm of. I'm looking at her account now to see if I can See, but was it was on her stories. It was just this week. It was just this week on her stories. Womp. Okay. I can message her. Hey, girl. Show me them bugs. Sometimes when I see a beetle, I'm like, is this Animal Crossing? <laughs> Let me go catch it. Okay. Well, that reminds since Lydia's looking up something. Um, when I was telling Jesse about the whole scorpion story and Lydia not wanting to step on it, uh, I was... <laughs> Like Lydia being afraid it was going to jump at her. Are you sure they don't jump? And Jesse goes, well, in Animal Crossing, they chase you. So she probably was thinking that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I I live my life half on real time and half on Animal Crossing. Just oh, kidding. Gosh. But if you asked her, she would tell you what it is. Because now I'm seeing all sorts. Of, I can't look at all the beat. I just want to look at that one. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> anyway, where were we? So another mm-hmm. person that gives good information, Lydia, is. Um. So I feel like two people that I've been enjoying recently is Vess, which we had an episode who we had an episode with, and he recently came out with a booklet. 
oh, with yeah. Hoya Species, yes. which was, I mean, really great. And he'll, you know, he takes all of his photos on his own and he'll post that on his Instagram. So you can find him at, at Vespers. And he posts some great information and I enjoy looking at that. The other person that I recently started following and really enjoying is Fraser Cook, who we've also talked about a lot recently, but he's a botanist and focuses a lot on conservation. But you know what I have really enjoyed? Um, like on months where there's been new publications or anything like happening in the Hoya community, he makes a little reel with like a short recap. He and does. he'll say like this month this came out and this is a new thing in the Hoya world and this and that and I think that is so nice. So as someone who like can't stand reading all the like <laughs> legalese of research, I really do appreciate that. It is really great. And so he's at Botanical Otter, and you can just find his reels on Instagram, yeah. and I think they're great. And then our good old Rachel Conroy as well yes. does research is a hobbyist, has great information, mm -hmm. and is willing to share it very kindly. Yes, she is. So a lot of people, like, depending on your platform, whether you're on YouTube, Facebook, or Instagram, great people that you can, that you can follow. Um, especially, you know, Facebook, I feel like, is a great place to even stay up to date on some information and be able to catch, like, right away articles that come out because people in the community share it, you know? Mm -hmm. um, do you guys have any, like, Facebook groups that you particularly really enjoy? You know, I personally do like the Hoya Identification Group. Oh, which one is... Is it called Hoya Identification? Uh, yes, it's Hoya <laughs> Identification. Rachel Click Conroy is pretty active in that one mm -hmm. pretty often. And Christine Carlson um, from the Swedish Hoya Society as well. Carol Noel, I think, is in there as well. So I'm very big Hoya people, you know, big names in the Hoya world. Um, but here's a little pro tip. If you have a question about a specific Hoya and you think it might be something, just search the group before you just blast Ask out a post. Ask a question. Yeah. <laughs> um, because chances are someone else has asked that same question or that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and that, but... And that also goes for the other Hoya group that I also really like. I think it's Hoya 101, mm -hmm. where people ask a lot of care tips. Uh, I just have to have some patience. I need to drink my patience cup before <laughs> I open it, because sometimes I'm like, come on. But, you know. Yeah. That's why I'm not an admin, and I'm not answering questions. <laughs> I'm dead. You're an admin now, though, no. on a different oh. group. <laughs> what about you, Justin? Foreshadow. Um, I don't necessarily be on Facebook for information like that. Um, I'm on Facebook for like obscure groups that you don't really learn anything from. <laughs> but just I buy plants left and right. Yeah. But the one thing I do really like is joining um, groups in Latin countries or like Spanish. Oh, yeah. So that I learn a lot of the terminology. Flor de cera. Flor de cera, yeah. Like cutting. Wow. Like 100% A plus star yeah. for you. So I I enjoy, um, what is it, intaking consuming. information, consuming information about mm -hmm. Hoyas in Spanish because, you know, uh, I know we joke a lot about being ESL, but Spanish is actually my second language. <laughs> <laughs> And so I'm always looking to improve 
um, in that area of my <laughs> life. And it, like Hoya is so niche. Like, it's not like I can ask my mom, like, how do I say this in Spanish? So mm-hmm. you just really outed yourself. There. Yeah, no, I really did. I really did. But, you know, it's all part of my my little life journey. <laughs> um, yeah. So I am part of a couple of Flor de Cera, Coleccionistas de, de Joyas, um, and they're all based in like Mexico, other countries, and I enjoy really learning terminology yeah. in Spanish. That's awesome. And it's so cool to see like this thing that we love so much, like kind of just all over the world in every different community. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, even our listeners, it, not all US based, I and mean, we have listeners in Canada, in Europe. Yeah, in India, Peru, mm-hmm. in New Zealand, South Korea, in literally everywhere. everywhere. You yeah. know, I so. love seeing those little in the analytics, those little bubble, those bubbles all over the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool. You were telling us that Hoyas were kind of a big thing in Korea as well, right? Yeah, plants in general mm-hmm. are, and so you know, us Asian people are just going a little crazy. I mean, they're on the news for poaching succulents and trying to like smuggle them into the country and, you know, not to out my people, but I'm just saying, (laughs) once they get a little crazy, they get a little crazy. So here we are. Oh, man. Um, what but, about you, Lydia? Where do you usually, what groups yeah. do you like? Yeah, the ones that we kind of already mentioned, Stemma and um, Ahoya Study Corner by Essie Plants are two of my favorites, especially Stemma because I feel like nowadays, whenever there's a new species or a cultivar owl or a publication, someone in that community is good about like posting it. Mm-hmm. And then that's where I hear about it, you know? So those two, I really enjoy, but I do also really enjoy like the online BST, the buy, sell trade mm-hmm. groups, because not only do people sell Hoya there, but a lot of people will ask, you know, just like questions you know, some people will say, oh, you know, how do you use pawn or what nutrients do you use or little questions like that. And I and I enjoy going through the feeds just to see what are other people doing? Yeah. How are they growing? Like, what is it that other people are going through and just kind of gaining that knowledge, too? So those are probably my my usuals. But we all know there is not a group. There is a group that you can find all three of us at. <laughs> Oh, what group is that? That is... It's called We're a Mess. No, just kidding. <laughs> Let's talk Hoya Peduncle Pals. Yeah, it's our very own... Oh, wait. Why didn't you tell me? It's called Let's Talk Hoya Peduncle Pals. Yeah. <laughs> this group is for our Patreons. We have two tiers, Blooming Buddies and Peduncle Pals. And both get access to this group. And it's, I don't know, it's going to be a fun place to just chit-chat, show mm-hmm. off, uh, ask questions, yeah, build community. Yeah, and I look forward to, you know, when the new publication comes out, like being able to post it right away and sharing little things and, you know, just a place that we can grow a little bit more. So, yeah. And then one of the things that we did um, tell our peduncle pals in our in our first little episode was we will have a care tips corner where we will take your dms and your questions <laughs> uh, about yes. why is this leaf yellow and why is this leaf sad to the best of our ability to we'll the best of our abilities we'll help you or we'll join you in in asking why <laughs> <laughs> but i know that a lot of people 
you know, like to reach out with those types of questions. And that's somewhere where we're going to dedicate some time to that. It'll be fun. So I don't know if this is something that was enjoyable for you all, but I thought it would be, you know, now we've at the time that this episode goes out, we'll be past a year. So wow. I think everything that we've just learned collectively throughout the past year is even astounding because I, I've learned a lot and found new ways to look up things and get to know these plants more that I like really, really love. And I see them being in my life for the rest of my life. So just kind of sharing that with everybody is something that I just wanted to do. So we just wanted to take a quick moment to thank some of you who have subscribed to our Patreon and shown your support for us in such a meaningful way. So thank you to Lee Scozare, Carla Alva, Steel City Girl, Zealot Infinity, Launi Ahumada, Jasmine Ariaga, Alejandra Olivares, Julieta Rosano, Joanne Balintona, Chloe T, Plant Girl 50, Christopher Montecristo. Node Life, Damian Jimenez, Niha Basu, Juan Laurel, Shauna Leahy, Natalie Blaze. Thank you. But thank you guys so much for joining us. Yeah. Don't forget to leave a review. That really helps us in the podcast. Do we need to say that since that's probably one of the mid roll? Yeah, we don't. Yeah, yeah, if if you heard this in this episode's mid-roll, we are sorry. But truly, we really like reading the reviews, you know? One thing I want to say, if you don't live in the United States, for some reason, because our podcast is based in the United States, it only shows reviews from U.S.-based listeners. I wonder if we hopped our little butts over to England and looked at our podcast while we were there, if it mm-hmm. would just show our England reviews. I don't know, but I think Ooh. it's based on locality of what we put our location at. Gotcha. Yeah. So, but rest assured, no matter what part of this planet you are from, we still see your reviews because we hop over and still can find we them. can we can access mm-hmm. it. So either way, we appreciate it yeah. tenfold. Yeah. Um what else did I, we want to say? We, I mean, I feel like it's been so long since we recorded. Yeah. I'm a little rusty. <laughs> but, you know, we have Instagram. Yes, yeah, have- so you can follow us on Instagram. We post, we try to post weekly content there, especially like just fun. There's some fun reels on there. Yeah. There's some funny <laughs> content out there that we really. Fun to us, maybe to you. <laughs> it's fun to everyone, all right? And if um, you're new here, because we post on our stories every time we post an episode. And if you've missed those because you weren't part of the community yet, that's fine. There's a highlight bubble. There's a highlight bubble for the episodes for things that posted. So, yeah, check us out there on Instagram at let's.talkhoya. But you can also find us individually on Instagram. My Instagram is at notdude. I'm at thegreenplant.az. And I'm at perritos y plants. And we hope you become a peduncle paul. Adios. Adios. Bye.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.